Welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries, and I'm your host, Stéphane Jutra. So today is May 8, and it is actually Mother's Day, at least here in, uh, in this side of the world. And uh, I hope you were able to spend a lot of good time with your moms and thank them for uh, who you are. And I mean, obviously without them, you wouldn't be here. So I hope you were able to spend some quality time uh, with them. I know people sometimes also take that for granted, but some people that I know, and obviously uh, a lot of people out there probably don't have their moms uh, with them today, but I'm sure they're spending uh, part of the day just uh, thinking about them and having good thought about them you know, remembering uh, how it was and um, all the fun moments. So I hope everybody actually had a very happy Mother's Day. And I also wanted to spend just a minute, uh, this opportunity to also uh, some good thoughts for my mom, who's actually uh, not doing that well lately. She has uh, us, uh, her kids around her and just uh, being there for her and and trying to make um, what's happening right now uh, go as easy as it could. So I was able to go see her today and actually uh, it was very nice to see her and have a chat with her. So a special thought for her. On another note, again, I seem to always kind of repeat myself on that front. And uh, But my last episode was a couple of weeks ago, maybe almost a month ago, I think. And uh, it's been quite busy on my side, as I was saying before, my mom as well, that's uh, not doing that well. And uh, hopefully we'll get a bit better. At the same time, I started a new job, got a new contract working for this French company. So I'll be able to go to Paris at the end of the month. So that should be that should be interesting. If for some reason there's any of you listeners in Paris, we never know, feel free to reach out to me and maybe we could even uh, go out for a drink. So that would be great. So besides the job, I also found a new place. Uh, so I'll be moving in July. So that also kept me busy the past couple of weeks. And on top of all this, trying to plan maybe a little uh, kind of vacation as well, um, which I've been looking at uh, the past couple of weeks as well. So, so all this uh, <laughs> didn't leave much time for myself and for even the podcast. A lot of time I come back home and quite tired, but you know what? Today I decided, you know, today's the day. It's Mother's Day. And on top of that, I kind of uh, just went behind the microphone, just on the spur of the moment because I felt a bit inspired about a couple of things that happened today with my daughter. And I thought I would share it with you because I think it's, uh, it's actually quite important and hopefully will make uh, people reflect and think about uh, how they're acting and reacting as a parent with their kids. As always, it's nothing to kind of uh, bash anyone or diminish anyone, but I think it's, it's something that I find important and uh, I wanted to talk about. So basically, what I wanted to talk about is probably a bit about guilt. I know I had a full episode on guilt, so if ever you're interested to know more, you can go back and divorce that diary's history, and you can find it and listen to it. I think it was an interesting episode. But um, something happened today, and I thought uh, it would be great to share with you all. So what happened is at one point I get a text from my daughter and uh, she was supposed to meet her mother for Mother's Day. And she went there at the time that it was supposed to be, but uh, she couldn't uh, reach her, her mother. Basically, uh, you know, calling and, and everything else and trying to, to get in touch with her. And she got worried. So she texted me and asked, what should I do? But at that point, you know, I started talking and trying to figure out uh, was her car there. And she was really concerned because 
it wasn't usually like she is. I mean, obviously the first question I asked is, don't you have a key to her place? But uh, she doesn't have a key. So that's another thing. Why she doesn't have a key? I'm not too sure. But I mean, her living alone, I think it's something important that, I don't know how old your kids are, but that's something I always made sure that my kids had. So obviously they have a key to my place. I mean, they live here, so <laughs> it would be difficult without it. But still, just having a key, even if they're not there with you 100% of the time or even 50% of the time, just being able to know that that other place that the other parent lives in is also their place and kind of making them welcome to it. And I think that's a big part of it. Sometimes you don't think about it. And there's many reasons why maybe you don't want to give a key to your kids. I mean, if they're too small, obviously, they don't need one. But when you talk about teenagers and kind of older, it goes a long way for them having access to your place. And you can put some rules, obviously. They can call before they show up and just to make sure that they just don't show up spur of the moment. But I think it's a good thing. And also, if anything happens, at least they have access to the place. So uh, little parenthesis. So basically, didn't really know what to do. And she was really concerned. So I said, okay, let's come back here and I'll go meet you or we can go together. Or So we tried to figure out a way. Eventually, her mom called her back and she had fallen asleep, I think. Uh, and that's why. So obviously, my daughter was a little bit upset. But at the same time, she kind of mentioned the fact that maybe having a key would be a good idea because she's concerned about her. But uh, at that point, that's where it kind of went downhill. I think for all of you that kind of follow my podcast and episode, you all know that the relationship between myself and the kid's mother is not that great. I wish it was a bit better, but not that great. And there still seems to be a lot of resentments. So it kind of escalated to a point where she kind of got mad at my daughter and just wanted to cancel Mother's Day. So my daughter was pretty sad and she obviously texted me back and we started talking about it a little bit. And uh, I'm telling you all this because this is not the first time that happens. And sometimes, I mean, as a parent, how can I say, as a parent, I mean, it's hard to, so some people, it's hard to admit that you're wrong or that you haven't done the right thing or anything else. But sometimes... I think it's the way to go. It's okay to admit that, you know what, I'm sorry I fell asleep or I'm sorry this happened and that happened and it's my fault instead of kind of projecting that to other people. And sometimes you might not realize it, but in our case, it happened and happens really often. And that's a problem. So at that time, obviously uh, what happens and maybe that's something that the parent doesn't think about much is, you know, they think, oh, we'll cancel everything, everything's good and But now what happens is the kid starts feeling guilty. And when I talked to my daughter and she was interviewed before on the show, and you probably can go back to the episode and listen a bit more about her side of the story. But she always felt a bit uh, guilty about all this. And uh, this doesn't help. Sometimes as a parent, you treat your kids not always as nice as it should be. And some of them push back, like my son. You know, at one point he told her that it was enough and basically pull back and cut the contacts with her uh, to really a minimum, almost non-existent at this point. But there's other kids that are more sensitive and uh, they'll still go even if they don't want to and they'll still do things that they don't want to do just because that guilt is inside them. And uh, I don't know, I'd like to think that's something that you might not think about. I'd like to think that it's not done on purpose but in some cases, it might be. It's a way of manipulating 
kids and people. You know, you want your kids to do something more. You want your kids to see you more instead of welcoming them and making them happy to see you. Some people use other ways, like manipulating them and making them feel guilty. So at that time, you get them to see you, but all for the wrong reason. And again, I think you, as a parent, you might not think about that. And you might think it's okay. Or you might think it's the right thing to do. And you might not see anything wrong or even realize that you're manipulating your kids. But it builds up and it's definitely not healthy. And at one point, it will backfire. And <laughs> I think that's what happened with my son. And if I see about my daughter, that's probably what will happen at some point too, I would assume. So it's pretty sad because again, you know, they're definitely good kids and they want to be involved in both parents' life. And I think, I mean, unless something really bad happened, I think kids really want to be involved with both their parents no matter what and spend time with both of them to start with. So I think it's up to us as a parent to make sure that this happens and that we do the right things. And sometimes the right things means maybe not doing something we want to do or not you know, behaving a certain way, but at least it's the right thing to do and to make your kids feel like their opinion counts and they matter and also make sure that your kids feel like you want to see them <laughs> and also that you want to see them and they want to see you not because they feel guilty but because they enjoy spending time with you and because they care. I know it's a bit all over the place this little episode but it actually made me really sad when when this happened and and I was thinking maybe there's people out there some of the listeners or maybe some of the listeners uh, ex-wife or partner or even whatever uh, that might happen and um, I think it's something to kind of sit down and reflect about I think a good exercise would be to kind of sit down and just think about your kids and think about are they coming to see you because they're obligated or are they coming to see you because they want to see you and again, I understand when they're small, the choice is not always there. And even when they're older, I mean, the choice might not be always there. But I think the question you have to ask yourself is, do you try to make it enjoyable for everyone? And do you try to enjoy it yourself? And do you also try for your kids to enjoy the time they spend with you? It doesn't mean them doing whatever they want and just, you know, <laughs> just spending money on them and, and pretty much anything they say that you do. But just the fact like, do they want to come over and do you spend time with them, you know, some quality time and do you make them feel like they want it as well? When your kids come to your door on that Friday night and ready to spend the, the weekend, the week or two weeks or whatever the agreement is, do you feel like they're coming and they want to come and see you and spend time with you? Or do you just feel like it's kind of a chore and they just don't want to come with you and they go in their room and just do their thing? I think that's where it's important to to sit down and kind of think about it and make sure, again, that all this is for the right reason. And maybe having a discussion with them. Maybe it's perfectly normal. Maybe, you know, teenagers might, they love spending time in their room. So the moment they get to your place, they might just run up to their room and close the door and spend the weekend there, which you know, might be okay. And they might be good with that. And you might be good with that too. But I think it's important to know that they're wanted where they are and that you want to see them and not only saying it, showing it, because that's the other thing too, right? Even in, in our case, 
even in my kid's uh, mom's side. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, it's like anything else. If you don't show it, it doesn't mean anything, right? You can say to someone that you love them and just beat them up every day. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? So what the people will retain is basically, I get beaten up every day. So of course, the, the words don't mean anything. So I think to follow up on words, uh, on action, not only on words, I think that's very important. And if you see that your kids don't enjoy themselves and they come over and they look either miserable or they don't want to be there, I know it might be difficult, but maybe to sit down and have the discussion with them. What's wrong? I mean, why don't they like coming here? And try to listen to them and see the reason why. And again, first step just to listen to them without replying or anything. And can even have a pad and paper and write that down and see why they don't like coming here. And after that is to kind of have maybe a more open discussion with them and see what can be done to improve it. Obviously, you can't just basically make... Sometimes you can make your kids happy at all or you can't answer all the demands and everything, but it might be a good time to sit down and, and discuss about what can be done on both sides and compromise as well. So if your kids see that you sit down with them and you're ready to to listen to them first and also compromise and change a little bit, uh, again, both sides, but change a little bit and make it enjoyable. Maybe they'll start enjoying coming more and it will make everything a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable for both parties. It might be a good exercise to do just to see where everybody stands and to do that regularly too, because I mean, the first time you do that might be uh, X, Y, and Z that comes up on the list that they don't like. And a year after it might be for other reason. So it's something that you always readjust. But having this open dialogue and to be honest with each other uh, is good too. And uh, maybe I'm pretty sure that whatever you discuss with your children, most of it is very basic and sometimes you don't even realize as well, right? <laughs> if someone doesn't like to come, let's say, to your house because, I don't know, they don't like their their bedroom or, or the, the, for example, the mattress on, on their bed and, you know, it's not as comfortable as the other one. I mean, you might never know and something easy to change or easy to do something about it, right? Or uh, so sometimes it's, you don't even realize it and there's little things that make it more enjoyable or they want to bring uh, a certain items or the computer or, you know, at mom's or at dad's, they have a better computer than what they have at this house. So when they come here and they want to, play games or talk to their friends it's more of a pain so sometimes it's just a matter of saying you know what let me try to maybe upgrade the internet or let me try like to upgrade maybe a computer so you get a better experience here so when you come here you enjoy it as much some of the time it's even just good old spending time with 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 you right so they maybe don't like coming over because you spend all your time just kind of ignoring them and just working like a dog and they're there on their side and they're led to themselves. So when they were the other parents, the other parents spend more time doing activities with them. So that's something we don't realize often too. And sometimes maybe, like I said, you don't know if the kid goes to their room and you might think, oh, well, they like to be alone, but maybe they're just scared to ask or they don't know how to ask or communication is not right there. So I think it's definitely worth sitting down and discussing those things. And believe me, we'll make things a lot better. I mean, I've done that with my kids. I've done that with my son, uh, especially since, I mean, my daughter now is full-time with me, but my son was here for a longer time, full-time with me. And at one point we had a discussion and he was honest with me. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to have maybe a bigger bed because he's growing and this. And so we kind of look at that and the way the room was arranged and 
all those little things, you know, that made uh, made things a bit better. And I know those are kind of little, I was about to say little basic tricks, but it's not basic. I mean, it's not something you automatically think about and, and it's fine. It's just just realizing that, again, maybe you don't have the whole story and the idea of if you want your kids to come to your place, they have to enjoy themselves and you have to make sure that they don't come and see you just out of guilt. And that's the other thing too. I know it's difficult. I mean, guilt is a very uh, difficult thing to deal with and depending on the type of person you are. So it's it's not easy to get rid of that guilt. And uh, even myself, after all those years, obviously there's always a little bit. I mean, it's kind of fading away <laughs> with time, I assume, but there's always a little bit of guilt about, you know, everything. But it's important, I think, to kind of identify what's causing that and try to get rid of it. And so the two child doesn't have that guilt and uh, if it means they're guilty because sometimes it's difficult because sometimes it's you know you want to have your kid every week you know every weekend coming over or every other week coming over but they have different activities or they rather spend maybe two weeks there and two weeks here or have a different type of arrangement but at the same time they know it goes against you so so they might feel that guilt and don't want to talk to you about it so that's why they're not as happy. But sometimes, you know, like I said, it's compromise. Once you know about it, you can see what you can do and make it better. So that was a little bit what I wanted to talk about uh, on this episode. And uh, just a story about the guilt and what happened with my daughter. That's it. I think after talking with her mom, she's like, you know what, let's cancel everything. And uh, my daughter was, of course, very guilty and sad about it. And a couple of minutes after he said, oh, that's fine. Just come over. We'll do it anyways. And uh, again, it's hard because I know that she has that guilt there. And that's where you see sometimes the manipulation that's happening, right? It's like having control. It's like doing something and saying after a while, that's okay. Let's just do that. So you kind of make sure you control uh, the other person. And I'm talking about kids, but can be adults, can be your ex or not. It, it applies the same way. I think it's something to think about and just to be careful. And maybe you don't realize that you're doing it. And maybe it's a great way to kind of open your eyes about it. But I think it's important to just sit down and reflect and see if that's the case or not. And to try to avoid it. And at the end of the day, I think everybody wants to be happy and that's how it should be. So that's it. That's another episode of the Divorce Dad Diaries. And actually I have a couple more down the list that I want to record in the next couple of days. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you should have a few more episodes coming out. Thank you again. I got some good feedback and some people reaching out. All I want to say is uh, I love getting emails and I mentioned that before. And I might take a bit of time to reply at that time, especially lately, but I reply and I will reply to every email and I really enjoy them. So it's, it's not a chore at all for me. <laughs> so if I haven't responded to you, it's just because I trying to find a bit of time to do. And I think people that know me and people that wrote to me, I don't like those one-liner emails or reply. So um, even getting them, but even sending them. So that's why I prefer spending a bit more time and actually sitting down and having a proper reply than just getting the email and sending a one-liner and just kind of you know getting over it so please feel free if you have any questions comments or ideas for the podcast 
please feel free to send me an email at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com. And you can also go on my website on www.thedivorcedaddiaries.com and just pretty much everything on there. And again, you can find me pretty much on all the platform, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Google Podcast, pretty much everywhere. So um, there's no excuse not to uh, listen to podcasts. And if you have a second too, it will be great if you can maybe click the subscribe button. So that way, whenever I post an episode, you'll get a notification and you'll know that uh, it's there and you'll probably even download it on your app. So if you use uh, an app on your phone. So that's great. And again, if you have also a few, uh, a few minutes to spare and you want to maybe give me a little review uh, that's also great i love to know uh, that people are listening and also that people enjoy the show so please feel free to do that and if you want to talk more as well i mentioned my website but also on instagram and facebook reachable on that so i hope you all have a great week and uh, again happy mother's day to all the mothers and the father being mothers out there and we'll talk very soon bye bye